The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bromigos. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Above the Dave. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about my second ever fish show, 123097. Are you familiar with it? You should be. After that, we're going to talk to the oldest hippie dude that I keep seeing at jam band shows. And we've brought him on today. Following that, we're getting a visit from the Unts. That's right, the Unts is back. And he's going to talk to us about that thing called Blisco. And lastly, we have Mahali from Twiddle here in the studio debuting brand new solo songs. So jiggle the handle and fuck my cousin Randall. It's another episode of The Sixteen, about to be seventeen. That's when this story begins. I was a month away from turning seventeen years old. It is twelve thirty ninety-seven, and me and my homie, who a month prior just saw fish for the first time at Worcester Centrum on eleven thirty ninety-seven, are now back. We. We were so pumped about our first fish show that we got to go to, uh, courtesy of our other friend, Lawrence. He takes us. Now, we're listening to a ton of fish. We're, we're going to the mall. We're buying Billy Breathe's CD. We're going, buying a live one. We're getting fish posters. It's been one month, and our identity is already pretty much twisting as it does at that age. We are, we are on a new train and it's the fish train, and we see that fish is going to be at Madison Square Garden for a whole bunch of nights, and we live an hour and 15 outside the city. We can take a train into the city and see a fish show. It's doable for us Connecticut kids. So we are like, damn, we got to get tickets. How do we get tickets? Oh, yeah, that's right. Back to the mall because we got to wait at Sears. Anyone else wait at Sears at the Danbury Fair Mall? to get tickets in person. Woo! Cuz that's how I started this game. I started this game buying tickets at Sears, dog. All right? Don't even talk to me. I started getting tickets <laughs> in Sears. We waited an hour in line. And I was convinced the tickets were going to run out. Like you have no concept. Like now you're sitting there 
hitting refresh and refresh. Back then, it was just one person after another in this long line to get tickets. And I'm just thinking, man, are these people all here for fish? And a couple of them were, but most of them probably not. But in my head, I was a kid, and I was like, oh, man, it's not going to work out. And then we get the tickets, two tickets. I don't know. I think we were in the 200s. And this is now me and my friend Nick's first venture alone, no parents, no older brothers, nothing. It's just me and my buddy Nick, and we're on a mission. We get dropped off at the train station. We get in to uh, was it Union Square and just a couple of blocks from MSG. And, man, we get to MSG and something immediately again. It's like I'm, I can close my eyes and I'm right back at Madison Square Garden for the very first time. Seeing what I saw, smelling what I smelled. It's like it was only a month from the last one, but the minute me and Nick walked to Madison Square Garden and we were surrounded by those same people again, it was like, oh, yes, here they are. What's that smell? It's them. It's all these people. It's patchouli and it's B.O. and it's cigs and it's weed and it's all of it. And it has this mixture of smells and the cold air, and we got into this one area of Madison Square Garden where it was like close uh, by where, I don't know, we just walked up these steps, and it kind of got warmer, and now we were in a crowd, and we were, everyone's kind of walking around, uh, bumping into each other, people are throwing out the doses, nuggets, boomers, bop, 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 oh my god, we're in it, oh, do you remember that? The first time you were thrown in it and you start next thing you know, you're outside some arena and it's crowded and, you know, and you're just taking that all in for the first time. For my first show, we were late. So my first show was just racing into this, into the Worcester Centrum and trying to get to our seats. And at the Centrum, the first time I, I felt the culture shock was when I saw the twirlers dancing around in the outer areas. So I was like, uh, what, what's this all about? We got just dancing people by the hot dogs? This is crazy. But like Madison Square Garden, we got there early. Me and Nick, we were a little more mischievous than my friend Lawrence. So now that we were on our own, our intention was probably yes to see fish, but also yes, we want to get high. And while we could get weed sometimes in Connecticut, we definitely were probably also there on a mission to probably get some weed. I remember that being no issue. But then there was someone that proposed something to us, to us two young boys, 16 years old, were walking around, and someone presented something to us that we had not formally heard before. And this happened to me for the very first time on 12-30-97. Some man holding a bunch of things that I did not know what they were came walking by me, and he very loudly exclaimed, Gunjagoo balls! Excuse me? (laughs) what the fuck is that that looks yummy that looks chocolatey crunchy what is that sir ganjagoo balls i don't know how much ganjagoo balls went for i don't know if it was five dollars i don't know if it was ten dollars back then you were just hoping that a ganjagoo ball was strong now we live in a world where all weed food is way too strong and so very different times and now, if someone was offering me a ganja goo ball, I would take a tiny fraction of that goo ball because what? I cannot afford to dig anymore knowing the history of, of weed food. I don't need to get into that. Everyone has a weed food story. They're, they're so, so strong now. We get it. Back then, 
I would just chow down a whole ganjagu ball hoping that by eating the whole thing that I would get really, really high and that it wasn't just some guy's like mixture of like peanuts and Captain Crunch and like Fruity Pebbles and chocolate and ganjagu balls, which is why they're not around, you know? They're just not around anymore, guys. And someone has to come to grips with that and someone has to learn to accept that. And that person is me. I wish they were still around. I wish, like, just weak-ass brownies were still... Like, I'm, I kind of miss old weed food. When you made it yourself with just, like, weed, normal weed butter of, like, some terrible weed. And you got, like, high enough where all the movies were, like, way too funny and good. Like, you could put on the worst movie ever and it would be the most entertaining two and a half hours of your life. And you definitely, like, shouldn't, couldn't drive... But then it was like over and you went home. Not like today where it's like you take weed food and you rethink your entire fucking life. And you have a basically a six-hour panic attack and you're sweating. Uh, that's me at least. That's my experience. I keep it super minimal when I do weed food now. I do weed gummies. I'll do five milligrams, ten milligrams if I'm feeling crazy. But back then, I don't know. I felt like that shit was, it was weaker than today. But I don't know. It hit different. Old weed food hit different. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe bad weed turned into butter, turned into brownies, which was our recipe because, you know, that's how you did it. Uh, at least for us, you know, uh, in your high school. So, yeah, you're t- you're getting swag and then you're turning it into brownies. And whatever that high is, I love that. <laughs> I love that high. That's awesome. Just watching the movie, just fucking. But, so we knew that. But like Ganja Goo Balls, we get to Madison Square Garden. And this guy's like, ganja goo balls. It's like, whoa. First of all, you know, we're used to eating weed food, but this thing, you know, we're at a fish show. This is going to be a real serious high. And like, yeah, it is. Uh, We both got ganja goo balls. Uh, We could not resist that guy. We had to know what a ganja goo ball was. And we got ripping, ripping, ripping high. It definitely was awesome. And... Hey, I don't know. I don't know how much weed they put in, in them. I had ones after that that really didn't do shit. So I knew that, like, we were hoping, like, it wasn't bunk, which is funny to think because now it's just, like, weed food everywhere and it's all, like, too strong. Now when if I eat a piece of weed food, I'm just praying that it's not too strong. It's weird how the last 25 years have changed, huh? And uh, so we go into Madison Square Garden. This time uh, we're on time. And lights go down. And my friend Nick and I get treated we get absolutely treated to what turns out to be one of the best fish shows ever me and my friend nick get absolutely treated to this wonderful show a legendary show it starts off set one sneaking sally through the alley did i know it was a cover no i'm 16 and i'm on a goo ball i actually don't even know when one song ends and another song begins i knew uh, one song from the first set, maybe two songs. Yeah, actually, yeah, Sneaking Sally Through the Alley was epic. Uh, huge, huge jam up top. Goes into just an insanely great taste. With, and then uh, Water in the Sky, Punch You in the Eye, Into Stash, Chalk Dust Torture, and A Day in the Life. So most of this show comes down to the to the openers, set one and set two. Sneaking Sally comes in hard. Taste is wonderful. Stash is really great. I just saw an insane stash a month prior uh, at my first show. And so I know Stash. I think I had the Billy Breathes album. I think that came out at this point. So I think I knew, like, Taste. And then Chalk Dust Torture um, and A Day in the Life. I knew my Beatles, so I knew that one. But... 
it, looking back, I was so high. And I was probably a mix between smoking weed, high in a goo ball, just looking around at just Madison Square Garden. It's my first time there seeing a fish show. I mean, taking in the garden first time. I mean, I'm on my own with my homie. We're stoned. Just being stoned around that many people was a new thing for me at this age. So there's that. There is now seeing, a, you know, this this crowd looking around my general group of the people who are around around us and all that stuff that, that felt more important probably. So honestly, when I think about the details musically of this show, I don't because I don't know anything. I'm, I mean, the details are blurry, okay, uh, is what I'm saying. There's a couple of things that, that do stand out, of course, for my, my, when I think about it, looking back at the set list, I go, oh yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that. But as many people will tell you who don't know Fish, who you take to Fish, it just felt like one long song. Honestly, to know that Sneaking Sally jams into taste, but then somehow Water in the Sky just isn't continuing it taste, and then to tell me the difference between Punch You in the Eye and water in the sky. I, I didn't know. It just felt like one long song. It was a soundtrack to this insane environment that we now found ourselves in. And there were these lights and there were all of these distractions and people dancing and just characters to watch. It was honestly bigger than the music itself for us. It was just us being on our own in a new environment that we in that very moment were saying, yes, this is I am. This is who I am now. This is, this is what I'm going to do now. This is a direction I am choosing to take in my life. I'm going into this. Whatever this is, I fucking love it. So that's bigger to me than any individual song that was played. I listened back to this show. I've listened back to the show a few times. Set two opens with, with a really great ACDC bag into McGrupp and the Watchful Hosemasters, Harpua into I'm going to be uh, 500 miles, I will walk 500 miles, you know that song, into Harpua, into Isabella, into Harry Hood, into my soul, into Sleeping Monkey, into Gaiuti. what? <laughs> yeah, the, the Harry Hood into my soul especially, just fantastic. ACDC bag is just a groove, it's, it's like a funk 97 situation, considered a really one of the better ACDC bags, and more original ones, because it just... It didn't do a normal ACDC. It did a funk jam. And Tom Marshall coming out for uh, the I'm Gonna Be. And a, and a wonderful story from Trey during the Harpua. Just weird stuff. It, we got to see Fish Theatrics again and covers and insanely long jams. And we got to see the beauty that is Harry Hood live. I mean, Harry Hood live, your first time? Come on holy shit but again yeah that if you ask me second set <laughs> i'd be so high and you'd be like, well, what do they play second set it was like one long it was one long song it was like an hour and a half that's how i took it just especially with all the segues that they were doing uh this particular show uh but yeah absolutely treated for for my second show uh and i don't think i understood it except for the very last part that's when i thought maybe Maybe this is a really special show to be at because I don't know. It's my second show. I don't know. Dude, it, I my first show was so nuts that this one was just as great and and better and and more ridiculous. And I still was like, I guess this is just what they do every night, and they kind of did, and they kind of still do. 
they're, they're they're the best. But the encore is opens with Trey says to the audience, "Well, you know, it's almost about to be midnight anyway, so we figured we'll just play into New Year's Eve and then stop, and then we'll see you on New Year's Eve again." And everyone goes crazy, and then they play Carini, and Pete Carini comes out, and Fish does a vacuum solo, and then it's black into Black Eyed Katie into Sneaking Sally Through the Alley again, like a reprise, into Frankenstein. And, yeah, so it turns out that uh, the band realized they were going to be fined for playing past midnight. They decide to play well past. And so the band ends with Frankenstein. It is after midnight, and me and my, my buddy walk out of Madison Square Garden, still super baked, and take the train home. And here's the thing. We probably felt overwhelmed by what we just watched. But the craziest thing was that it turned out that one of our friends, richest kid I knew in a town that was, that was pretty rich in Connecticut, and this guy was, was a newer friend. He was very, very wealthy. And he let us know that he got tickets to see fish on New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden. And so we take the train back late, just so pumped about everything and have to go back home and rest up because our friend Andy had his mom get tickets to see fish. And here's the thing. Those tickets were sixth row on the fucking floor. Woo! And holy shit. So different people will give you different analysis of 1230.97. And mine is, I was real high on ganja goo balls. And where are ganja goo balls? They should come back, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'd be pumped and a little scared if I saw someone selling ganja goo balls. But it would also make a lot of people happy, I think, to see it. It was funny, always funny to me because, you know, ganja goo ball people, they could always scream what they had. Or at least it felt like that. Like everybody was like, Coke, Molly, Tosis, Shrimps, Keg. Balls. That guy was always so fucking loud. So yeah, my recap of this legendary show, blurry. Psh, I, I don't know. Fucking life-changing at the same time. It was, uh, it was bigger than the music for us. And also, holy shit, the music, guys. This is the craziest and most amazing band ever. So cool. I thought they were just the coolest thing ever. And I was about to go see them the next night. I did go to the next night. I went to uh, New Year's Eve and I was on the floor. I was six fucking row spoiled little brat holy shit how did we what andy took us in a limo the night before we took a train on 12 30 we're taking trains and we're we're roughing it the next day we meet at andy's house he takes us in a fucking limo and we go sixth fucking row and i'll say this i'm not gonna get into 12 30 197 and keep talking i'll say this though 12 197 a great great show and and between the first and second set i want to say during the break when the lights were on i was six row and i was sitting there and i we had seats yeah and uh it wasn't like open it was like we had seats on the floor and i'm looking up and like and i saw something drop i saw I couldn't really believe it. It was kind of blurry and it happened so fast. But I saw that and a dude fucking dropped. He fell 
from the like 300s or into the 200s into the 100s it was a long hard drop and somehow didn't kill or hurt himself uh or hurt anyone else and i remember just kind of like staring at that scene like real baked and being like did some guy like fall this is what's happening here and i was and i almost felt like fish had to delay coming out on stage to do the drop the ball drop because there was like a whole scene that had to be attended to and i think everybody ends up being okay but someone fucking dropped and i saw that shit and uh again it's a blurry memory kind of a weird way to end this part <laughs> but everybody ended up being okay and uh, whoa so that was something that i definitely took from that night uh but also some real good fish playing if i do say so myself real good fish uh okay that's the analysis you're looking for on fucking concerts right okay speaking of old and concerts guys i I've been going to a bunch of uh, jam band shows here in Los Angeles recently. I I saw a Fish cover band uh, a few times, uh, and I got to see Trey recently. And I keep running into this adorable old-ass hippie. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when you see a super old, patchworked out, you know, sunglasses, just like super white, uh, hippie dude or chick. Like, I'm talking ancient, you know? They're all over the place. I mean, California, they're all over the place. Um, but, you know, when they really, they're really into it and they're dancing hard and you're just like, oh, that's so adorable, you know? So I see this cute hippie dude. He's got the beard. He's like white beard and, and he's dancing and he's at all these jam band shows. And I'm like, you know what, man? I got to bring that dude onto the show um, and and just get, talk to him, see what, what his story is all about. So just an adorable old man just rocking his tie-dye and all that shit. So... You know, it's always great to see that, and I want to get a perspective from one of the older, the older heads. You know, so um, just had to have him come by and tell us his story. So we're gonna bring him out here right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's the oldest hippie dude at the jam band show. Hi, how we doing? And, and tell everybody what what is your name, old hippie dude? I'm Arthur. Arthur, absolutely pleasure to meet you. Arthur, very nice of you to come and join us here on the lot scene. You know, I just wanted to pick your brain. I've seen you at a whole bunch of these jam band shows, man. You're always dancing it up, having a good time, uh, smiling and just grooving. And, man, you know, that's I love to see that shit, you know. I, I hope I can be like that, you know. Well, yeah, it's been a long ride. A long, strange trip? Real strange. I've had four wives. Oh, damn, Arthur. But now, I'm single and loving it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. You got kids? Oh, yeah. I got six kids, 14 grandkids, and one on the way. Oh, congrats. Uh, about to have another grandkid. No, I'm about to have another kid. Oh, well, even more congrats, my man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, wow. Still got it. So, Arthur, I mean, you're out there... Dan set it up, man, and I, I respect that, and, and not to not to be the narc, but do you do drugs? Drug? No, 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 no. I had to give it up. Doctors told me if I, if I did even one more line of coke, I'd drop dead, and that was 1985. Oh, man, so you gave up drugs back in the 80s? No, no, no. So I stuck to hallucinogenics. Oh, nice, nice. But then I gave those up in the 2000s. But with all the meds I'm on now, I'm high as hell anyway. I got so many pills, man. 
I'm sure you do. None more important than my boner pills. What's up, Roxy? Hey, Arthur. Good to see you again, sexy boy. You coming by tonight? Oh, you know it, Mama. Wait, what, what was that? You, you know that girl? Oh, yeah, that's Roxy. She's a babe. We hook up every now and then. Holy shit, Arthur, are you kidding me? That's beyond impressive. That's, that'd be impressive for me. It'd be more than that. <laughs> I'm just big. I'm just fucking with <laughs> Yeah. Well, man, I mean, uh, you know, I always see you getting down so hard at shows, and I'm like, good for him, you know, still going. What the hell else am I supposed to do? Sit on a porch or some shit? Go fishing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't know. You think you're going to age out of this lifestyle? I mean, I haven't yet, clearly. So, uh, probably not. Well, see? Nothing wrong with dancing. My doctor actually says I'm in better shape than most men my age. On account of all the jam band shows I go to and dance to. Hell, I used to inject speed into my cock. So that's how good dancing is for you. Don't ever stop, young man. I mean, I'll, I'll try not to. Music is the greatest thing in the world. Next to love. Oh, hey, Violet. Hey, baby. Hey, you never called me back. I was so sad. Damn, Violet. Sorry, babe. I've been... I've been real busy lately. I promise I will soon. Sure, you always say that. Just know it's never too late in the night to call. Damn, these ladies love you, Arthur. And also, all the strippers from last week are still in the studio. That's, uh, concerning. But, uh, damn, dude. Well, I like to have fun, and I'm retired with money to blow. Oh, sick. I live in a van in Venice, so the rest of my money I spend on ladies and shows. Plus, I fuck like I've been locked up for 20 years on these boner pills. Woo! Man, Arthur. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't expect you to be crushing life and puss this hard at your age. Above the Dave, everyone I know is dead, okay? All my toy friends are gone. Jerry's gone. I'm just living my life day to day with positivity and love and banging. Banging these girls. Hey, Arthur. Oh, hey, girl. How you doing? I'm better after last night. You're an animal. <laughs> oh, that's Dakota right there. She's a stripper. Yeah, I, I know that. You know Dakota? A few of these ladies were here last week when our studio became a strip club. I was going to ask you why they're here. I've been avoiding her text today. Damn. Well, I definitely don't really feel that bad for you, like, at all, Arthur. I actually brought you on because I was like, oh, look, an old hippie dude on the dance floor at jam band shows. Let me hear his cute little stories. I didn't expect that. I'd be steady fucking. Come on, dude. Don't be ageist. Shit, man. You're right. That's my, that's my bad. I totally was. Yeah, listen. I saw the dead sometimes when it was like 40 people. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I've seen a hundred cheese shows. Sick. A hundred mo shows. Almost as sick. I've seen Max Creek 450 times. I'm sorry. I've seen over 1,000 local dead cover bands all over this great nation. You know I've done acid with John Popper. Oh shit, really? Yeah. And I told him to get a vest filled with harmonicas. That was your idea? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was tripping balls. And I just made this joke. 
and motherfucker actually got a harmonica vest made. It was wild. Holy shit, dude. What? That was your idea? I, that was such a weird move. Yeah, it's, yeah, tripping my ass off. You know, I bought Carter Buford his first drum set when he was a kid because his dad was a friend of mine. Oh, shit, dude. Well, that fucking paid off. I was at Pigpen's apartment partying the night before he died. Whoa, dude, that's really heavy. Yeah, that was heavy. Above the Dave, you ain't you ain't gonna believe this one. What's that, Arthur? I named the band Strange Folk. What? Come on, man, you fucking with me, Arthur. Yeah, true story, true story. It was at UVM. That's right. There were these two guys, okay? John and Reed, okay? And they were playing together as this, like, acoustic duo. And they were jamming in the park one day. All right. And I roll over, just dosed on a 10 strip, you know, and I'm feeling their jamming. So I just ripped off all my clothes and just started dancing in the green right there in front of all the students, just butt ass naked, just tripping my fucking sack off, baby. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then when they stopped playing, I put my clothes on. And I slapped him high five each. And as I was walking away, I heard John say to Reed, that's some strange folk right there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit, dude. Crazy, dude. Hey. <laughs> oh. Hey, Arthur. Oh, hey, baby. What you doing? You want to go have some fun? Well, shit, I don't want to keep you, my man. Well, let me see if I brought my Viagra. Hold on. Let see. Well, let me check here. Hold on. Yes, I did. All right. Okay, honey. I'll be there in a minute. All right. Well, Arthur, it's been a pleasure. It sucks you got to go so soon, but I think you got to try to make another kid. <laughs> I'm just going down the road feeling horny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How many more years do you think you're going to keep going to shows, Arthur? Until I drop dead above the Dave. Yeah? Right until the end, huh? The music never stops, and either will I. Well, I'd love to have you back sometime, man, and tell us some more tales from your past, both musical and sexual. That sounds good to me. All right, well, you, uh, you have fun, my man. Stay safe out there. All right. What's up, baby? How we doing? What's up, my girl? What's up, baby? Hi, Dad. All right, give it up for the oldest hippie dude at the jam band shows, everyone. Okay, up next, we have returning to the podcast, one of the favorite guests we had for season. Its name is The Unce, and it is what it is. It is The Unce, and The Unce is here today to talk with us about Blisco. Let's bring it out here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's The Unce. Oh, nice. Hello, Shabazzadez. Hello, the aunts. How are you doing? Um, something like this. That's that's it. That's what you do, baby. Aunts, today we're going to be talking about Blisco, you said. Yes, Blisco. What is it? 
It's Happy Dancy Biskies. Oh yeah, that's right. When they were in that major key happiness, right? Oh uh, yes. You know, vignette show is so much dark energies, you know? As you know, in 10, the Biskies likes to make it oh, so bouncy and happies and everybody is so smiling and it feels so good. It does feel so good. Yeah, it feels like this. The first man is Alan, Dr. Famous, and he's hitting all the right eavesdrums. Isn't that right, my little robot? That is affirmative. Whisco makes me feel good. And what would be my heart? If you were a human, you would know the feeling of this. I do not feel like a human feels, but I do play drums better than any human ever could. So, I think we're equal. Yes, <laughs> you bring up such a good spine, my little Dr. Famous. And then what you need is some brownies, but you need the brownie to play like something, something happy, something with a nice little groove, something that you know is gonna be, you know, the backbone of the whole Blish goes. Brownie, what are you cooking up, Shrush? Alex, I got this going right now. What do you think of this? Oh, I love it. It's so bliss. It's so bliss. Yeah, it's bliss, baby. Sounding good. Some brownie bombs, baby. Brownies, how's the NFTs? We're underwater right now. Pretty low, pretty bad. Oh, I love being under the water. No, 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 it's not really that good. Oh, that's bad. You know, it makes it feel better, though. Some blisco, baby. That's right, blisco. It makes everything better. Yes. And then one of the most important parts of the Blishko, of course, is my mags. Mags, baby, my little shark king. And you make us dance with the with the happy notes. I love when little mags plays the happy notes. Oh, this makes me feel good. It's I'm so feeling so blissy. I feel so 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 mm, so warm. Oh, Mags, I love to say that you tickle the keys. You tickle her. I'm like a freaking necromancer, baby. Just her and touch him. Oh, okay, so it's getting a little fiat. Maggies, brownies, all the biscuits are playing so well. You know, hold on, let's give a breakdown. Oh, versus these touchdowns. Oh, okay, it's Dan Marino. <laughs> oh, okay, Tom Spray. Okay. It's me, folks, playing guitar. Doing the doodle, doing the doodle. Diddly diddy, diddly do. Oh, Babish, I love it. You give the Blishka such a nice, happy energy that it makes you just want to bounce from vault to vault. That's right, folks. We're bouncing, we're moving, we're shaking, and we're deep in the chance, and we're feeling. What are we thinking? We're just happy, and we're blissed out, folks, and we're throwing touchdowns out there. Yes, the touchdowns are going, and I'm like, ooh, strike three. Um, that's totally the wrong sport. Oh, my bad, I meant uh, you sh we throwing touchdowns and this and this going in there's a basket. Once again, you gotta get your sports right, folks. I don't know sports very well, Baba. That's all right, Unce. You know what? All you gotta know about is Blisco. It's a 
beautiful thing. It is beautiful. I love it. You're so right. I don't worry about distance. Don't worry about that. You biscuits are so smart. You know, why don't I get on bed? You know what? That's why we have this girl to wipe your face away. Oh yeah, this is Ons. Wow, Ons, this uh, this is it. This is Blisco right here, people. This is that happy, bouncy groove that we love to get in a jam. Every now and then we get that. It isn't all dark, right? It's not all dark. Sometimes it's nice and happy. Yeah, we can get happy in Bisco Land. We just, you know, we got Blisco. We can just float on this and bounce on this and take that little space train of funk and groove and synth and just transfusion our way to a fucking epic peak. Yeah, I love some goes to a peak. Speaking of going to the peaks, I've got to go to the bathroom. Oh, you do, Ants? Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom, but I hope everybody learned a lot about the biscuits today. We love your lessons on the biscuits. I mean, the biscuits. Dad, thank you so much, as always, Ants, for coming by and in explaining, with the help of the Disco Biscuits, what that wonderful thing called Blisco is all about. Yeah, you're welcome, Above the Dave. Thank you, Above the Dam. It's above the day. Above the day. I could technically never stop playing, but I would, I would never get tired. Oh, good to see you too, Alan. Good to see you too. <laughs> above the day. <laughs> What's up, Max? You know what I'm most pissed about? When's that, Max? When I'm banging your mouth. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't see that one coming. All right, I go peace now. All right, on. See you later. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Unts. Okay, our final guest of the day. He is the lead singer of the group Twiddle, who are playing on their last tour together ever. We don't know. But he wanted to come by and play us some new solo stuff that he's been now working on now that Twiddle's going to be ending. And so we're going to bring him out here and he's going to play us some new, some new tunes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mahali. What's up, dude? Yeah, what's up, man? Not much. Damn, you got a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got a lot of tattoos. Do, do they all have, like, special, like, meanings? Yeah. I don't, I don't think one of them, one of them has a special meaning. Oh, okay. So, so Twiddle is coming to an end here this year, and after being around for almost two decades, how does that make you feel? Well, you know, we had a good run, and uh, you know, got to live my dream, but you know, it was getting it was getting pretty taxing on the road like that. So, uh, you know, I'm going in a different direction now. Going with my solo stuff, I think it might be a little more commercially successful oh well man hey you gotta do what you gotta do I got I got a kid I got a family to feed you know and Twiddle wasn't getting that job done oh yeah yeah I could see that well, grueling grind huh it really is man yeah and uh, especially when you're a band called Twiddle yeah, that ain't helping either yeah yeah that probably didn't help yeah so you know Mahali that's, that's a little more catchy I like Mahali. That's a good. That's a good name. I like that. Yeah. So you wrote some new music, some solo stuff that you think is gonna be a little more successful commercially. Yeah. 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 You could say that. 
Uh, man, you want, and so you're here to play with some of this new stuff, right? That's right, yeah. All right, guys. Got his band here. Uh, what, what do you call this first one, Mahali? It's called Cialis. Cialis? Yeah, Cialis. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Mahali with Cialis. song nothing against the music uh just it did feel like maybe the lyrics um yeah i don't know what what was is that it, it kind of felt like maybe it was like you were pitching something like cialis maybe no 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 it's just that's just kind of where i'm going you know creatively you know musically that's kind of stuff i'm doing right now yeah i mean i don't listen to a lot of a lot of stuff like that so maybe i just don't understand you know the like the, the compositional kind of choices but um all right you got you got another song for us i do yeah yeah, yeah i do all right let's hear it walk outside and take a breath of fresh air another morning alive without a care feeling good inside and now yeah, all because my doctor told me about quits. Eloquence helps reduce the risk of stroke and systemic embolism in patients with non-valvular atrial fibrillation and deep vein thrombosis common eloquence side effects include bleeding from 
cats that take longer to stop Bleeding from the nose of the gums Dizziness, bruising easily Heavy menstrual bleeding Nausea and headaches and rashes Those are the side effects of taking Eliquis Eliquis Helps reduce the risk of strokes Astrohooks Call your doctor today Call your doctor today Okay, um, so, but Holly, yeah, well, um, dude, that sounded like definitely like it was a, a commercial for a prescription drug. Like, you know, got me the first time, but that, that second one definitely sounds like you're, you're trying to, trying to write music for, for drug commercials. Uh, no, no, man, that's just, that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, like I said, that's where my heart's at. That's where my soul's at right now. Kind of making music about that, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just seems like a weird move, but okay. If you're, if you're saying that's where you're at creatively. I got, I got one more actually, if you want. Oh yeah. One more, one more song. All right. All right. And what's this song called? Uh, this one's called uh, A Bill of Fly. A, a bill of fly? You mean like the jug? One, two, uh, well. Who's that? Oh yeah, that's me. I don't even know myself no more. I'm up, I'm down. I'm laying on the ground. Because the nights are dark. And the sky is gray I think I'm by And not in the fun way I can't get out of bed From Sunday to Sunday Then my doctor told me about a vilify Let me fly, let me fly A vilify, let me fly Like a bird Fly. A bill of fly. It is primarily used in the treatment of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. It is not known if a bill of fly is safe and effective in children under 18 years of age. Elderly people with dementia-related psychosis are at increased risk of death when treated with antipsychotic medicines, including a bill of fly. A bill of fly may cause serious side effects, including stroke, neuroleptic malignant syndrome, a serious condition that's going to lead to death. Uncontrolled body movements. Problems with your metabolism, such as high blood sugar. Increased fat levels in your blood. Weight gain. Unusual urges. Some people receiving a Abilify have had unusual urges, such as gambling, binge eating, or eating that you cannot control, compulsive shopping, and sexual urges. If you or your family members notice that you're having unusual urges or behavior, touch your healthcare provider. Before receiving a Bellify, tell your healthcare provider about all your medical conditions. A Bellify. 
some money man and and you know these these big drum companies actually uh they offer me a good amount of money if i i just made some music for for them so they i mean they paid really good and i need the money dude they so you sold out yeah yeah i guess so yeah i did that's awesome what dude yeah that's fucking awesome you, you sold out and you, you're gonna make fucking cialis money yeah, 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 I'm gonna do that. Fucking yeah, dude. I would. You think of like if if Cialis hit the lot scene up that I wouldn't take Cialis money and be out here fucking talking about fucking boners on this podcast for the money? Yeah, dude. Fucking sell out. Yeah. Fuck that twiddle shit, dude. Make that fucking abilify money, dog. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. Dude, sick, dude. Your music is actually perfect for those kind of commercials, man. Like. That was, like, the sickest drug commercial I've ever heard, dude. Really, dude? Yeah. And it's a weird compliment. I don't even know if you should take it as one. But, I mean, I could... I, you should hear the extended one I do with a guitar solo. I rip it for, like, seven minutes. I mean, I'm probably going to pass on that. But, dude, I think this is a good move for you, man, going forward. I think this is what you should be doing. Yeah, no shame in that game, my man. I'm just trying to feed my family, man. And get a ton more tattoos. Yeah, if I can fit anymore. I wish you luck, Mahali, with your brand new direction that you're going in post-twiddle. We're all very excited to see what you do. Come back on the, on the podcast, man. We'd love to have you back again and maybe grace us with some some new some new music, man. You're always welcome to, to drop that here on the Lot Scene Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mahali. <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much to all of my guests, including Arthur, the oldest hippie dude at the Jam Band Show, and the Unts, featuring the Disco Biscuits, and, of course, Mahali for stopping by as well. Next week, we are going to be talking about how the Disco Biscuits have a history of turning jams into songs. And I want to give a little history on some of the ones that have done that and talk about how that's pretty fun. Then we are going to speak with Puddled Wook. That's right, Puddled Wook is in the studio and he is very high. And our special, special guest next week is the one, the only, Chicken Tendy. That's right, we have the best set break food here in the studio to tell us what it's like to be so damn delicious. All of that, maybe some fun surprises are in store for us next week. Guys, thank you so much. Again, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram. Hit me with a five-star review if you can do it. I've been Above the Dave, and I'll see you next week on another episode of The Lot.